Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 99 of Internet Marketing. I'm in the studio with Mr. Kelvin Newman. Hello, hello, hello. Brought to you by Site Visibility. No, Internet Marketing is brought to you by Site Visibility. Mm-hmm. Well, and Kelvin Newman is. Yes, yes. But I'm, I, I, that's where I come from and that's where the podcast comes from. Absolutely. Um, Dan says that a lot, doesn't he? Absolutely. I've started doing it as well. Now. I've got, yeah, there's... I, I really apologise for podcast listeners because inevitably people, particularly when they're talking on a kind of podcast environment, have vocal tics. Um, and it's things you repeat that you don't necessarily realise until you listen back to yourself. So that's why if you are doing podcasting, I always suggest listening back to yourself. But we've got a fun one in a regular meeting that I have uh, at work at the moment where people say, I say, honest, honestly, I think this. And we all say honestly in this meeting. And one of the guys has picked up on this and is like, well, is everything else you're saying not honest then if whenever you say this honestly, <laughs> that means that you're then to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's... There's probably hundreds of vocal tics that, that that everyone has, and you know, apologies for if anyone's picked up on any of mine. Anyway, vocal tics aside, yes, um, um, got a bit of an apology to the users. Yes, users. <laughs> we're very technical here, aren't we, to the listeners? Yes, because we've fallen behind a bit, haven't we? Yes, it's, it's all my fault. And we're very sorry. Fault. Yes. Now, as as a few of you, particularly those of you who signed up for the premium podcast, who get my emails through daily, will will know. In December, I was in the midst as as well of the the terrible snow we had in Brighton that to anyone else in the world probably wouldn't seem that terrible but that's did, half an inch by the yeah, way yeah, to everyone yeah. else in the um, did bring all of Brighton to a standstill on top of that that was also um, when I was moving house into my new lovely house um, as well with my seven month um, year old well not seven month year old but seven month old daughter um, which was also nice and complicated I also got a stomach bug and um, Christmas as well in the midst there. So we got a little bit behind. And because we are coming up, so we're episode 99 now, and we've got the 100th episode coming up, rather than kind of rush out some podcasts that we weren't too happy with, we thought we'll hold back, wait till January, and um, really make sure that we've got some great episodes to to see off the 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 double digit podcast episodes and introduce mm. the triple digit podcast episodes and we've got a great episode 100 coming up which we'll tell you about in a minute and i think the plan is uh, that we're going to we're going to catch up so yes. you expect um the frequency over the next couple of weeks to go up a bit yeah we'll probably be more frequent than weekly and be back on track by the end of january so That's the lots of podcasts for your twin early 2011 pleasure 
So I hope you all had a very nice Christmas and um, that you carry that spirit of the holidays. See, I'm very American now, of, <laughs> of the Christmas holidays into the new year. What are we talking about today, Kelvin? Well, there's two, two things, really. Um, what I wanted to talk about is, so I am, in the style of Donald Trump and Alan Sugar um, in the UK, looking for an apprentice, as it were. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that, that search and potentially open that up to a few of the listeners, but also talk more generally about um, a career in digital marketing, digital media, mm. um, because Andy and myself have had quite different experiences of working in digital media and also, because at the beginning of the year, quite often people are, are thinking about their plans for uh, for the future and a change in job and a change in career might well be part of those plans. So I wanted to share some some um, New Year advice on, on working in digital media, really. So, I mean, to start off, um, I... I know we have listeners all over the world, so apologies for the people who are outside of the UK and outside of the southeast of the UK. Um, but at the moment, I'm looking for a couple of interns for people who are either at a loose end and want to gain some practical experience of digital media or are currently studying maybe in the Brighton area, maybe in the London area and wanted to pop down for maybe one or two days a week to learn about digital marketing. And and I think, Hmm. um, you know, so if anyone is particularly interested about that, they're in our neck of the woods, do drop me a line at um, kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. But I think the whole process of work experience is an interesting one. Um, I, while I was at university um, in Sussex, um, w- did a lot of work experience in the music industry. Um, working up in London, I did two to three days a week working for various music labels of, of different, um, most of them in the Universal Group, as it mm. were, so Mercury, um, Island and Polydor, and you know, U- UMG, as they call it, Universal Music Group, just the, the head office, as it were. It was really interesting. I was quite fortunate because I did a Mickey Mouse degree, as I think they're known, uh, being media studies at mm. Sussex. Um, which meant I had about an hour and a half of lessons a week, I think. And even fitting in as much drinking as you possibly can, I still had a few days loose to to play around with there and managed to, you know, by a bit of fluke, by working at the student radio station, to get some um, work experience there as well. And it was really useful for me. I mean, admittedly, there was quite a lot of filing. Um, there was quite a lot of um, organising of press cuttings and that kind of thing I'm not sure was it still making the team sweeping the floor yeah then? yeah I mean it wasn't quite that bad but there was certainly yeah certainly I perfected my art of the perfect cuppa um, in that experience mm. and that's not what I'm hoping to do with the, the kind of internally type people that I'm working with but it was interesting because you get that experience of working in a creative environment that I thought was quite useful um, mm. in, in that process and I think the challenge is if you've been um, if you're studying or you've not worked in an area before there's a proper chicken and egg situation going on which is well how do i get a job if i've got no experience but if i've got no you know you can't get an experience without the job Mm. you know so it's very very difficult and unfortunately um quite often unpaid work or low-paid work or part-time work while doing other more um, financially reliable work is the solution to that and um it's worked quite well. We've, we've been involved in a scheme um, in at Site Visibility, the company that's worked quite well in the past, which is unfortunately, I think, had its government funding um, deferred or cut mm. or postponed or in, in the age of austerity. Um, and that was the Sussex Intern Programme maintained by Wired Sussex. And that was very useful because it allowed people who had, for various reasons, not quite got um, straight away into a job. Mm. They then had a government-funded scheme where they could go and work with a company for two or three, uh, two or three days a week for a six-week period, and and more often than not, they turned into employees. I know that 
side of this, we're you know a fairly sort of smallish company, about twenty five people or so. I think probably seventy five percent of our people have kind of come via a scheme like that or mm. coming as a trainee. So it seems seem to work quite well on on that side of things. So I mean. It's difficult if you've not got the experience. Those kind of internally type opportunities are quite good. The other option is to just try it on your own. Mm. Um, and, you know, particularly in SEO, if you can demonstrate when you're going for an SEO interview or a position in an SEO company, you've run some websites that are well optimized and you've taught yourself using things like the podcast, things like, you know, the blogs that are out there, the free tools that are there. You've been able to optimize the site. That's a great demonstration. And that works as well for all kinds of different sectors as well. So if it's a, interested in web development if you can show a portfolio of a couple of websites you've built for friends and family that can work quite well same for sort of email marketing and you know web design and all that kind of thing as well i mean what would your advice andy be to be someone who doesn't have any experience in digital media to sort of get started i think it would be the second thing that you said i just go and do something when we've spoken about this before a few episodes ago didn't we about um people, I, not necessarily young people, but mm. older people mm. that are trying to get into digital media, I would just say, um, I don't know, the, the thing about um, computers and the internet is it's not difficult to get started. You don't, you know, providing you've got a computer and an internet connection, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of other expensive equipment you really need to get. Yeah. Um, so it's not difficult to just go online and start experimenting, you know, perhaps build your own website, mm. um, to get up to speed with that there's tons and tons of information on the internet mm. the thing i would warn people against though um, because there is this whole world of make money online mm. um you know websites and the like and a lot of them offer premium subscription websites um which are very different to ours i think ours is a lot more about kind of promoting real products and promoting real mm. services rather than you know how to make money online it, what we're about is not how to make money online it's how to promote a business if that business makes money for you then mm. fair play that's a, a different distinction there but be warned a lot of these kind of quite expensive um hypey courses and ebooks and, oh, and the don't like tell me. i'm so burnt out by that at the moment yeah. I mean, it was great to have a break at christmas mm. and then i came back to it all yesterday yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean it's i mean there is a lot of useful advice in these tools and you know if you, if you find someone you really respect online and you value their opinion then you know you shouldn't be afraid to kind of invest in a product that they're selling or Mm. you know producing um but be warned that you need to be confident in that person that you're buying from that they're not just selling you um something that's you know rehashed free content that you could have got elsewhere because Mm. you know that does happen you know i've I've spoken to listeners and I've spoken to friends and, you know, I've even, you know, invested in a few products just to see what they're like, to see what the, you know, the competition are up to there. And it's, it's surprising how often you'll pay up for this super duper SEO secrets course that what they'll tell you to do is optimize your title tags and they'll have a 40 minute video telling you how to do that, which only takes two minutes to explain. (laughs) They'll tell you to build links to your site using this revolutionary technique, directory submission. And, you know, so it's, be aware that, you know, you ha- kind of um, a lot of what you can find online is um, available for free, and if it is a premium one, be confident um, where you're paying for that that there that there is an additional level of sophistication there that you wouldn't be able to get elsewhere for free, or that you are really supremely confident in them. So, if you are thinking of teaching yourself, um, you know that's that's the recommendation that I would say. There, be careful not to do that as well, and you know it could be quite a good sort of hobby as well. You know, it does, it, that would be my best advice as well. That if you are trying to build a website or demonstrate some, you know, social media experience or, or, or SEO experience or whatever it is in digital marketing that you're trying to 
um, associate yourself with. It will always be easier to do that if you're doing it for something that you find a hobby. So mm-hmm. we've been interviewing some trainees recently. And one of the guys runs a, runs a music website that reviews all the gigs he goes to because he's the kind of person who goes to and attends gigs anyway. He likes taking pictures and interviewing bands. So he actually used that as an opportunity to get some free tickets to gigs, which I think was a you know great idea as well. But then now when he's kind of he's going through you know that process, he can then say, well, here's this website I've run. For him, it wasn't even work. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to do this to try and mm. prove my experience in digital media. He was doing it because it was the kind of work that he, you know, the kind of thing he would do for fun anyway. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It was his joy. Yeah, and I think that's often when, you know, when I'm looking for, um, you know, people to take on a site of this, we look for the kind of people who would do the work anyway. You know, mm. they do it in their free time. They do it even if they weren't getting paid for it because they tend to be the kind of people who um, take to the work most naturally. I mean, because so Addy's kind of situation is a bit different in terms of you're working more as a kind of like a freelancer approach as opposed to an agency kind of approach. Is that kind of a good way for people to make um, that start in, do you think? <laughs> or? Well, it's nice it, when you're a free... Well, it depends what you mean by freelancer. Yeah. I mean, the, we're a very small company. Yeah. We're two core members. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have a studio, but I mean, we, I suppose in some ways we're more like a freelancer. Yeah. Um, it gives you more flexibility. You can yeah. make decisions very quickly. But I, I, I just think if you can get some experience... I mean, mm. when, when people come and see you and you interview mm. people, Kelvin, yep. are you impressed by people that have actually done something? Are you more impressed by them than the people that haven't? Yeah, I mean... The, you, I would never take someone on who wasn't passionate and wasn't keen and, you know, didn't, didn't kind of have that enthusiasm. But there's a big difference between enthusiasm and passion and actually doing something. And in some ways, you kind of have more respect for someone who's had a go, might not have got it quite right, might not have, um, you know, be doing it perfectly, but has at least done something. Because there is in this world, there is not a lack of ideas. You know, anyone can come up with an idea for something. What there is a lack of is execution on ideas. Um, Seth Godin is on a bit of a mission about this at the moment where he's talking about real artistship. Mm. So it doesn't matter how, you know, how good your art is, if you never finish it, it's not art, you know. And, you know, it's, and, you know, it doesn't matter how many features you keep adding to your, um, you know, development cycle if you're a developer, 
if you never quite hit that final publish button, as it were, and send it out to the world. So, you know, I've got a huge amount of respect for anyone who's doing that as well. And and quite often, someone who might have a day job, might have a university job and has done a bit of kind of um, work where they've been, get, you know, freelancing around that, that can be a great, great experience because then you're then showing you've got experience of working on kind of commercial projects. So mm. a hobby website's great. But if you've also got experience working on commercial websites and commercial projects where there's been a budget, there's been a customer, you know, that, that that's a big part of it as well. Because doing SEO for yourself, you know, you just do what you want to do. You're happy. A big part of the world of digital media is, and digital marketing is not just doing the work. It's doing the work for customers mm. and those customers liking that work and understanding when they challenge you, how you deal with those challenges, when they... Um, are being unrealistic how you deal with that unrealism you know and how you can kind of steer people in the right direction because you know some clients are absolutely amazing they just get get it perfectly but other clients less so mm. you know they're less confident and less able to make the right kind of calls um, so in those kind of situations actually you want someone who might not necessarily be the best person at the job but is able to deal with the kind of people aspect of... of uh, people skills. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's not to be underestimated. And I can recommend a good book for that. Yeah. It's called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Ah, it's a classic, that one, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that's, is it... Who's that by, is it? I'll try, I've completely got to draw a blank on uh, who it's by. It's yeah. by some very well-known author, but yeah. obviously not well-known to my brain at the moment. Ah, yes. Would you recommend books? I mean, not so much the people skills books, but technical books? I think, yeah, there's, there's some... Yeah, the thing I would say about really technical disciplines or really technical aspects of disciplines that the nature of how a book is published is that it has a long lead time. So a book mm. that's coming out now mm. was probably finished at least six months ago, um, probably a little bit longer, and was pitched at least probably a year or so prior to that. Mm. So the, there is a danger there that, for example, at the moment I'm reading a really good um, social media book by um, a, a a lady called um, Lee Evans. It's called like Social Media Marketing. I'll, I'll drop a link in the show. Yeah, it's a very mm. good book. Um, but I think even she would admit that because of the nature of how long a book takes to write, that it's very difficult when writing about cutting edge things to when you've published, you've you know you've hit the print button three or four mm. months previously. That it's not going to be a little bit out of date. So that there's a danger there on real technical things. But then the more general books, I think you know there's a huge amount you can get from them. Um, I think people should read about. Um, you know, I, I did a feature in the run-up to Christmas for the premium podcast about my five best books mm. and, that I'd read of the year that I thought were quite interesting. So apologies to the premium subscribers for going over these again. But So there's Four Hour Work Week, which, you know, we interviewed Tim Ferriss about this point last year. Um, yeah. He's just brought out one about um, Keep Fit, which probably is nothing to do with internet marketing, but also could read Four Hour Work Week. Really interesting. Yes, it's a little bit get-rich-quick, um, but some of his ideas about efficiency and time-saving that's quite a good introduction before you make the full-on pelt into get things done and you know all those kind of books uh um, linchpin by seth godin which actually is really good because a lot of businessy books are all about being an entrepreneur and running your own business which is great but for a lot of us we actually work for other people you mm. know we are an employee now whereas i think linchpin's quite good is it's really good at helping you understand how you can be more effective within a business where you are an employee, as it were, which, mm. you know, sometimes is missed. That's a Seth Godin book. Um, there's also one by a chap called John, I think John Kay, which is called Obliquity. So it's about how goals are sometimes best achieved obliquely. So At an angle. At an angle, yeah. So not directly going for them. So he kind of talks about a lot about businesses, the most successful businesses, um, 
So if your goal is to achieve shareholder value, which a lot of companies would say their goal is to achieve shareholder value if they're big PLC companies, mm. in a lot of cases, the companies that state that don't achieve as much shareholder value as other companies like Google or, or that who have a mission or something separate, as it were. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting book. They're, rec- you know, well recommended on that side as well. Um, and two more. I can't remember the authors of either of these. I do apologise, but I will put the, the in the show notes. For one is Life's a Pitch, um, which is about um, putting together presentations and all that kind of thing, which mm. underappreciated art in the world of you know digital marketing is you've got to make a pitch quite frequently. A lot of the times that's done in PowerPoint. Um, and most PowerPoints are rubbish so yeah yeah. and that's not about kind of technical or design that one but it's about kind of constructing arguments and and and, you know thinking about story and a narrative specifically in powerpoint um in in pitches okay they're talking about but you know it does cross over into powerpoint quite a lot there it's a book written by two authors in two different halves one half is absolutely amazing the other half not quite so good so there's that one there and then finally um there's a book called What They Taught Me at um, Harvard Business School. Now, that's a reference to this really old book, say, What They Don't Teach You at Harvard Business Business School, written okay. by kind of a self-taught entrepreneur. But this one's written by a journalist who actually went as a journalist and studied at Harvard Business School. It's kind of a autobiography-type book, and it's a bit, you know, on he, he loves some aspects of being taught there and doing an MBA and hates other aspects of it. But it's really quite interesting understanding, you know, for most of us, I think we probably would never, you know, never be able to go to Harvard Business School. We'd never have the time or never have the, you know, the skills or the academic background or the support to go and do that. But sometimes I think it's quite interesting to learn about how, you know, the other half go about doing these things. Dale Carnegie, that was a chap. I think there that was we a go. I was going to say, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was people. Dale something. Yeah. yeah, Dale Carnegie. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, that would be my general advice. So, yeah, it's just to refresh again, if anyone is around about in our area i'm looking for some in you know some you know unpaid interns to get some experience of digital media because i know that my work experience really helped me as an individual so i want to try and help some people on there you'll get to contribute to the premium podcast and help us with some of the production of the audio podcasting and also various bits around the site visibility um, company as well but generally if you're going into 2011 and looking for a new career in digital media or looking to get into it um you know try out some projects um do some research, actually deliver some stuff. And, you know, hopefully those books I've recommended might be quite helpful as well to people. Read 15 minutes a day. That's yeah. my advice. Well, I mean, I, I, I made a, like a, my new, I don't really do New Year's resolutions because they're a nightmare. But whereas last year I made the New Year's resolution was I'm going to read more. And that was just, you know, no more yeah. precise than that, just read more. So I basically just set out that um, I would buy from Amazon every couple of months, three or four books. Mm. And actually, you really, once you get into the habit of reading, you really, really you know can't think of how you wouldn't do it um and so i'm getting through like a maybe book well two or three books a month at the moment which you know isn't huge like speed reading e but i know that i've learned a huge amount from that that i wouldn't otherwise have done so don't underestimate books they're not all this flashy digital world but um you know they you know they, they, they can teach you a lot paper books I, I i tried speed reading and i just couldn't do it so I, I just read really slow now yeah but 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 for a long time yeah, I mean, I, I've never. Effect. Yeah, if any any of the listeners there are experts in speed reading, do tell me how you do it. Because to be honest, I just I, I'm like, yeah, I'm not quite finger under every word, but I'm not a huge amount quicker than that. <laughs> right. So just before we go, let's just quickly mention that in the next episode is episode one hundred. One hundred. Yes. Yes. And we've got a bit of a review. of yeah. the sort of Highlights of the yeah. Year, so it's we? almost like a um, a greatest hits, as it were. So we, you know, we asked um, the the premium subscribers because it's easy for, and we asked in the in a previous audio show about people sending in their recommendations um, for um, 
what they felt were our best bits over the first 100 episodes. Um, so, not, well, the first 99 episodes, technically, isn't it? Because mm. they can't say what's the best bit in the 101 if they, it's not happened yet. But yeah, so that was our, our thinking on that one. So it'll be kind of almost like a um, a highlights, a best of, the greatest hits um, of the premium podcast thus far. So hopefully, hopefully it'll be an enjoyable one. So folks, we'll see you all next, I'll say next time, because it'll probably be less than a week we'll, or you'll hear us in. It's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from... Me, Calvin Newman. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Thank you.